Key retirement uh, throughout the week. Um, Keith Higgins and Danny, you'd have to say Higgins will go down as probably one of the greatest ever cornerbacks. No doubt. Uh, Keith Higgins was, uh, you know, for me, once in a generation type player that came around. What a what a player! What a cornerback! You know, just the 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 art of defending. He he had he had everything. He had the pace. He had bravery. He had a phenomenal hand-eye coordination to get in and, and pull that ball away uh, from from attackers. You know, Keith Higgins was all action, um, and what a player he was. And, and I suppose I think it was four All Stars he had. Four All Stars. Yeah. Um, you know, it really is a testament to him. And I suppose that generation of Mayo team, that generation of a Mayo team that came through. Yes, they did. While they didn't win an All Ireland. God, they were very, very close to it. And, uh, you know, nobody epitomised Mayo spirit uh, like Keith Higgins did. Um, no doubt he'll go down as one of the greatest ever cornerbacks. And, uh, yeah, you know, he's somebody that, he, you know, when you look over the history of cornerbacks in the game, you know, in the North, we had the likes of Kieran McKeever, Tony Scullion from Derry. You had Connor Deegan here, fullback and down. And, and Paul Higgins, you had, um, you know, great carry people uh, over the years as well. John O'Keefe, boys like that. McLans from Meath, you know, unbelievable fullbacks. But Keith Higgins can be rightly talked about in the same vein, given the four All-Stars that he deservedly got, you know. So, you know, it's um, 16 seasons and it seems to, from a Mayo perspective, you know, I didn't expect that many retirements this year. I thought maybe with John, uh, with James Horn, Sandler, that he may be able to convince one or two of them. But I nearly think that Mayo, there's almost a concession that this team is in transition now. Um, and the defeat to Dublin uh, was, uh, while it, yes, Mayo were up against it, it wasn't unexpected that they wouldn't win the All Ireland. You know, there there was a, they made a lot of mistakes that could have made the game a lot lot closer. So, we would, uh, you know, it's going to be difficult for Mayo to plug those holes that are now, are are gaping wounds. It looks like with the retirements that that have been reeled off in this last couple of weeks. And his finest performance, John, and um, would go down as Blood Ed in semi final replay down in Limerick, and. Um, his performance that day on James O'Donoghue, his tackling and turning over the ball was probably his best performance in the Mayo jersey. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. I saw a clip of that on Twitter today. Jeez, it was just such an intense um, intense battle. But I think it's just so, so, so unfortunate that he didn't have more All-Irelands or more success like that over over the longevity of his career. And, like, you know, it's it, to, to last that long um, in, the Mayo, in the Mayo jersey, it's just an incredible, incredible feat and just so, so committed to the cause. I think he was just so quick as well and offered so much to Mayo football. And 
Yeah, like, look, that, that, that battle against O'Donnell that time, I think he was always probably put on the main man that Kerry, that Mayo, or that Mayo were ever playing, and always done a, good, a consistently good job on them too. So, um, yeah, a, a, a great player, and, um, you know, he's, uh, he, can, he definitely owes nothing to Mayo football. As well, another retirement, uh, Danny, um, Michael Darren McCauley hung up his boots, and I've seen a great tweet that he's more all out of medals than probably more kick passing the ball than he did uh, throughout his career well you know the testament to any manager or any player to be honest um, is their ability to get the most out of any player um, and to use the best assets of any player and convince that player that he only has a certain amount of assets to use um, that is the you know that is the the key for a manager or a coach to make sure that he gets the very maximum out of the player and their own skill set. Michael Darrell Cawley wasn't a shooter. He wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't a high-fetching midfielder. What he was, was a total workhorse that he broke the lines, especially those lines in Gaelic football now that are two, three, four banks of people. So what Michael Dara had was he had that power and that pace to come off his shoulder, take the ball, break two or three tackles, and then set up a play. I did a funny, I was watching the 2013 All-Iron semi-final there in the last seven days. One of the greatest games of this century um, were Kerry and Dublin went toe-to-toe. And you have to remember, this is two years after that famous semi-final when Donegal and Dublin played in that Dura encounter that probably is one of the worst games of Gaelic football. Two years later, Kerry and Dublin went toe-to-toe and it was a phenomenal game. But Michael Dara was key to that game as well. He came through on one occasion. I think he went to take the goal and he blasted over the bar over for a point. But he was constantly on that particular day breaking the game line, breaking the game line that were making those 10, 15 metres further up the field and launching attacks. He also, if you recall, flicked that ball to Kevin McManaman and on that flick, that particular flick, two carry men went for the ball and they both collided with one another. Michael Dara was on the ground and he flicked it to uh, to McManaman and he went through and scored that decisive goal. Up until that point it was a draw. So Michael Dara McCauley has been, I suppose key to Dublin uh, winning a number of their All-Irelands and getting through in those massive big games. You know, I suppose his whole body moved independently of one another. So, you know, he had quite a unique running style, but it was no less effective, you know. And, uh, you know, for, for in that position, you don't need to be six foot five or six foot six anymore. What what Michael Dara had was he had the strength. Um, he had very, very, very strong running ability. And he was quite willing to do exactly what the manager asked him to do. And, uh, you know that's a testament to his uh, to his abilities as well. To be fair, so uh, you know it, it's again he hadn't played last year. Dublin will fill the void, no doubt, because it's such a rich repertoire of of players that are ready to step up. But uh, certainly, he can be very proud of his achievements and uh, very happy with them as well. Yeah, very valid point you made there, and John as well. As Danny was mentioning, he wasn't a traditional midfielder. He was really just a man who, I suppose, the rough and tumble. 
Yeah, no, like not your probably Brian Fenton or Darrow O'Shea, but he, still Macaulay was a great uh, fielder of a ball as well when it, when it was, when the sword was put to him. But um, yeah, like I, I think I think the thing I like about Macaulay as well, like I like the fact he was just such a free spirit. He didn't really, you know, let GA take take over all his life. Like he was, he does he does a lot of stuff outside of football, and he's not like your stereotypical GA player that's absolutely enthralled by it, and you know he's not defined by it. So. I was always impressed by that with him, and you know he's a great, a great midfielder for Dublin. It's crazy, like the last couple of years, obviously Brian Fenton's kind of really took over, but still, Macaulay, like any of the Dublin boys, who said last week would get starting on any county team in Ireland. Jesus, I know everyone that would be, we'd be blessed to have him. So it's it's crazy, like you could have, could have probably done another year or two, but it just goes back to the point. Dublin uh, just have so many lads coming through, as Danny was saying, and. Um, yeah, that's that's where it's at. The biggest surprise, Danny, is Paul Mannion. Um, he's looking to take a break anyways for the foreseeable future at the age of 27. Um, not certain this year, Pat's going to come in and took his spot, but still a massive player to lose. Yeah, I suppose I don't, I don't, I don't understand. But you see, that's the luxury of Dublin at the minute. Like in any other county, a Paul Monion would be your star man. He would be your go-to man. He would be your mm-hmm. recognised all-star, obviously. But Monion would be, you know, you were building your team around Paul Monion again. Dublin's Dublin's in the in the position where, uh, you know, while he's gonna he's gonna need replaced, he's obviously gonna be difficult to replace. Dublin, this Dublin town is unbelievable, um, and they will replace him. Um, now, you know Paul Mannion has been has been what I think it's three All Stars now. He has I think he had three in a row anyway. Again, uh, you've seen the smaller Whippet uh, corner forward in twenty thirteen where he started in that semi final against Kerry, and you see him bulk up over the years fill out a lot more and become much stronger, much quicker. And, you know, those three All-Stars in a row weren't weren't by chance. They were fully deserved as one of the top, top Dublin players um, that, that won those All-Irelands or contributed to winning those All-Irelands, you know. And, and there was days when maybe Conal Collin wasn't having a great game or Kieran Kilkenny was a bit subdued and Mannion stood up. So, you know, it is very strange that you would pick this team to, to step away. But, you know, people being away with COVID, the year that was in the inter-county players may maybe looking around saying, well, you know, uh, we we need to, you know, it's it's very difficult. It's very difficult. When you've won your All-Irons, when you've won all those All-Stars, maybe the motivation isn't as much as it should be. Dublin have really set the bar and they're up there to be taken down. So when you've reached those accolades and those heights that the likes of Paul Mannion and Dub- other fellow Dublin players have hit, you're kind of thinking to yourself, "What else do I do?" Now I'm not, I'm not sure what he does for as a, a for an occupation. So you know, does he want to go into business? Is he looking around to things like that? You know, Bernard Brogan was probably very uh, shrewd in that he started his business while he was still playing. He still obviously had that love and ability to still play. But he was he was getting into he was being very smart about it. He was getting into business and other ventures. So when he stepped away, he had something to step into. So maybe maybe Monion's looking at this similarly. You see Jack McCaffrey has stepped away as well. 
he has won all the all stars. What more is there to say about him? So it's very difficult in this day and age now to say the lads. Well, this is it. If boys at at Dublin's level are beginning to step away, Paul uh, and John, what's it saying for the club, the counties that have no chance of winning All Ireland or any silverware, and they're looking at this going, well, we don't have any of that, and we've no chance of getting it. So that that is the worry. That's the worry that I would have if you're looking at the likes of Monion that are walking away. There's a there's a bigger ripple effect that coming up that on, on the back of that, you know. So listen, Paul Mannion's decision to walk away won't have any direct impact on anybody else's throughout the country. But I'm, you know, I would say that there's a big challenger for the GA that, you know, there's are arguably twenty other counties out there that have no chance of silver war. Um uh, in, 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 in the current format so it's something that is going to be I would say is quite you know you're going to see a lot more of and you mentioned the players that have lost over the last two years Darren Daly German comedy Jack McCaffrey McCauley Harry Andrews yeah and seven players in the last two years John and yeah they can just cope with it easily well, that's exactly it. Like, and that's probably that's our main point here. Like, it, it it's just it's a continuation. It's just an absolute machine. And I suppose the big thing is, and I, I watched Paddy Andrews and off the ball, and I think Paddy Andrews was saying for Dublin. I know County, like your club, you can you can potter along, but County, it's a different story. And it was it was remarkable. He was saying like with Dublin, you just need to be on it. And if you're doing two training sessions, grand for the first session. If you're not on a grand, if you're not if you're not on it for the second session. You'll be you'll be found out. So that's just astonishing that they could just it's just that quick. So it's mad. You just need to be hundred percent all the time, and even that can just be so hard and draining on the body. Um, and I believe as well as as Danny was saying, I think Paul wants to actually focus. I'm not overly sure what he does for profession, but I think he wants to focus on his uh, professional career, maybe his relationships, anything that's going on outside of football, and. It's like anything else. We could look, we could see Paul Mannion back in 2022. Like you can leave, you can come back, you can win in All Ireland. So it's a very lucky um, position that all the boys are in. Realistically, like Jack McCaffrey might come back in a year or two's time. Who knows? Um, so who's you know like it's you can you can go come back, be successful as ever. So you know it's 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 not to worry for Dublin for the next couple of years anyway. Um, and even though Jeremy Connolly stepping away too. I'm sure he's just pursuing stuff a bit. I think Boyle Sports have him on board too. And, you know, you're looking, you're just trying to, like, I know you're trying to just probably better yourself outside from football because if you want to step away, you know, you're not going to, at the end of the day, the boys aren't getting paid for this. So you have to make a few pounds as well, um, unfortunately. <laughs> Listen, uh, the, the, the mental fatigue that that is prevalent among inter-county players right across the board, and it's no different in Dublin, yes, you know, they have the added benefit and the luxury of walking into a very winning, successful culture. Do you know, up and down the country, there's a lot of county players that are slogging, you know, have the same challenges, more challenges, I would think, trying to run a business, trying to work for a business, trying to fill their time. And the mental fatigue that it that is is prevalent there on the back of their participation at inter-county level and club level because the club wants their pound of flesh after that, um, after the inter-county season, season finishes, sorry. And the thing about it is any player, I was always conscious of the fact that 
you know, there wasn't a lot lot of time after the county football was over to get a rest because, you know, you, you sort of felt guilty that you haven't been at training for your club and you haven't been about as much. So you really throw your lot in with the club, you know. So I would, I would, I would, I would say that it's, you know, the the mental side of inter-county football and the toll that it can take on a player can't be underestimated. You know, the physical element is one bit, but these are young men, young professional athletes. Mm-hmm. You can almost say that are prepared within a, a as good as a Premiership team or rugby pre- professional team. So, you know, it's the mental fatigue that that is now. Um, being onboarded by inter-county players, you know, it's it's a massive thing, and uh, you know, you have to give anybody that would walk away from potentially more All Ireland medals a bit of bravery in that, you know. So, uh, you know, you have to give them the fair dues. Yeah, like I do find it interesting because, like, I think Jack McCaffrey said there last year that, like, if if he's still playing for Dublin in about five or six years, he's like, I think he said to the interviewer that he did like the position or permission to shoot him or something. So it just does go to show, like, you could be winning all Ireland's Leinster titles, all stars, all this kind of crack. But if your head's not with it or if the commitment's not there, as Paddy Andrews was saying there last week and off the ball, uh, you're no point being there. Um, and it look, and, it and is, John, you're, you're, you know, you're, 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 you're spot on because. It seems to me that the competition within Dublin is driven internally, okay? So if you're driving, if you have to be on it two sessions in a row, if you're going through a bad patch as a Dublin player, okay, and you're not getting in and you're given the exact same commitment as number 13 and you have the ability, you have the uh, experience, you have all those other things, but you're just not on your game or there's a dip in form, in other counties, you will still get the jersey from 1 to 15 you still get in that jersey because mm. you know because you have the ability if you're not on it within the Dublin team you're out within two sessions as you say the mental blow that that can that can inflict on a player can say well what the hell am I doing this for mm. I'm not giving any lay where if I'm not on it within the next training session like I'm dropped like you know there's no like you look through Liverpool currently a number of their players are going through a serious lack of form, but you sort of just have to uh, stick with them until they play their way out of that bad form. But it doesn't happen in Dublin. You play yourself out of the pound or the team. So yeah. the mental uh, impact that that can have and the t- how tired you can get them, uh, you know, I, I, I can see where players can, you know, they've done it all. They've got their own minds. They've got their all-stars. And they're saying to themselves, these all-stars, these medals will not put food on the table. They want a career for themselves. And they're saying to themselves, well, I can't do it all. And they're rightly, rightly probably choosing to go and make a career for themselves. Yeah, because like it is, it is fascinating. Because like, like as you said, Danny, like if that, like Dublin boys are stepping away and they're having such success within their county in bits and pieces, like it does go to show. Like, where does that probably leave the ones that's trying to dine at the top table? I don't know your your carries and thrones and bits and pieces. So where does that leave them boys as well? Because if they're looking at you know some of the best players to play the game stepping away in the last while, you know what hope does that give the rest of us? I don't know like it's an interesting you know you could you could be here all night about it but it's an interesting topic to discuss I suppose the thing as well the club championship up there like it's it's a different level really compared to most other counties like Colin Baskell now from Baddy Bowden hasn't been given a chance probably going to see him being one of the stars to come in this season mm. 
Yeah, it's it's it's. I, I just think that when you're looking at players that are walking away now, you know, players are walking away. The days of Andy say, you know, phenomenal Mayo stalwart and Keith Higgins at 35 years of age, 16 seasons. Um, you know, with Mayo, those 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 boys are going now. And when you get to your 30, it's nearly a mixture between the manager looking at you, kind of, you know, it's almost time here, and your own, you know intensity of it it just has got to that to to that stage where you know even when Dublin won the All-Ireland there they, they couldn't celebrate it because of Covid you know there was probably great on the day but could they really go out and enjoy it like um, like normal and I would say that that probably didn't happen um, or it certainly wasn't like it was um, the year before so I would say the whole thing it probably helped make up Mannion's mind, Michael Dyer's mind, and stuff like that. You know, um, uh, so you know it's interesting, but uh, you know it's it's becoming more common. And one of the biggest challenges that people ever predict in this year to do something, John, is Tyrone, and there's talks of Colin Kavanagh coming out of retirement to return to the Tyrone fold. Yeah, like it, it probably just brings it back to the point. And I said this to you a few weeks ago, Paul. It's so important that Tyrone, well, maybe from me and Danny's perspective from down at Cavan, but um, it's so important that uh, Tyrone actually gets that panel of players picked right because it, you can have A, B, and C, but them boys need to be positioned right. They need to be playing a, right, a nice brand of football. But to be fair, I doubt, I like, I fully believe that Brian Dewar will be uh, have the Tyrone boys playing good football. But um, yeah, like look at Davis. They they are definitely contenders if they can just you know get the positioning right. Uh, get it. Look, Colin McShane. I think he's back training as well. I see in bits and pieces. So it's it's they are definitely looking like a different animal so far this year. Like with the boys that have coming back and um, yeah, they'll definitely be they'll definitely be hunting. And geez, it would be great if they could uh, pose a threat to Dublin. And I think there's ones talking about Tyrone being an All Ireland contenders, but. They have to obviously get over Ulster first, but um, yeah, it's 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 all well and good having all them boys, but it's so vitally important that they're actually played in the right position and the gel well together. As well, um, Danny, um, last year wasn't a good year for Kerry. Um, Peter King got rid of Tony Buckley halfway through the season, and now there's talks of Paul Gavin being linked the Kerry senior football coach but still hard to see when Galvin is living in Mayo yeah um, I, I I don't get and I just for me there's something fundamentally not right with uh, with the kingdom setup. listen I said the same to be fair uh, prior to the Ulster Championship when I thought Calvin you know there's a number of players that never committed and walked away and stuff so this could come back to bite me Um where, uh, you know, John, I would say, but, uh, you know, players like Conor Moyne and boys like that hadn't committed. So I sort of felt there was something off and then they were uh, relegated and then you look what they've done. So Kerry could be very dangerous on the bounce, but certainly the way that they played against Cork uh, would not uh, is not in the best additions or um, using their what they have to... The, the 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 best that they possibly can. You know, you look at that carry forward line with David Clifford, who's as good as two players 
at that mm-hmm. level. Sean, Sean O'Shea, um, you know, you've got um, so many different players there. David Mourne, you know, Kerry or Paul Murphy as well. Kerry are fantastically talented, but they're not playing a, a brand of Kerry football. They're just not playing, you know, you can adapt defensively. Of course, they needed to be a lot cuter when it come to uh, to defending. There's no doubt about that. But at the end of the day, they did win in All Ireland in 2014. Uh, you know, they have a number of those players that are still in the pound. Uh, you know, they played extremely well in 2013 in that semi final. Only for the flick of a ball, they won a one. Uh, they, they would have beaten Dublin. They've been so close to beating Dublin over the years. Paul Ginny, players like that, still you know, in their prime, still can win a match for you. So what, what, what uh, James O'Donoghue coming back in the form, like, I, I don't understand why Kerry went out and were so poor against Cork. And then you look what Cork happened uh, against Tipperary. So do I believe that on another day, Kerry would win Munster and go on to give Dublin a fair crack? I do. I really do. Um, Paul Gavin, I'm not sure what Paul Gavin's like as a coach. Um, you know, he was in Waxford, and I think that commute was very, very difficult, and he stepped away. Um, Calvin will certainly bring, uh, you know, a brilliant mentality if he was brought in. Um, you would only think there, though, that Donny Buckley, who was so well got by the players, who had such a brilliant, vast amount of experience in getting Mayo and Kerry to all Iron fans. I just don't understand why Peter Keane uh, couldn't get on with Donny Buckley to get him in there um, and retain him. But if if you were adding Paul Galvin to that selector team, I would say, you know, along with Mars Fitz, who's still there, um, Peter Keane, Mars Fitz, don't, that's, that's a phenomenal management team there. And when you look at the players at their disposal, so it's hard to know, um, you know, I'm sure if he's asked, Paul Galvin will do it. It's his own county. He would love to do it. But, um, you know, uh, Paul Gavin, I would see as a manager, uh, a number one. So I think if Paul Gavin was to do it, I, I would say that he would go in as a number one, you know, and, and maybe it's a, it's a case of he says no, no now, with a view to later on getting the job. Um, If I was advising him, that's what I'd be telling him. Uh, you know, it's very difficult to go in as a number is number two when a man of Galvin's uh, tunnel vision mentality, I think he's a number one in his own right. So I think he would be better going in as a number one, to be quite honest, um, especially because uh, I don't see Keane lasting any longer than one more season. Um, uh, he would need a win in All-Ireland, in my view, um, to last any longer. Yeah, absolutely, man. Ranking and the top five cornerbacks in today's game. Um, and number five, John Steve McMillan um, from Donegal, who's been their standout man maker over the last few years. He definitely has. Like, and you know, he's just. I think it's always big. It's always big shoes to fill up in Donegal. There, like, and you know, a great, a great man marker. Like, and unfortunately, he had enough day against us, but um, or unfortunately, even, but um, yeah, no, he's, he's he's very he's very impressive. He's very impressive, and I think he look. I think it's it's great because I think Amy McGee was there before him, so like that was massive shoes to fill, and 
he's been he's been he's been unreal for Donegal over the years, and um, yeah, he, he definitely deserves his place in the top five. Number four, then Danny and Thomas Sullivan from Kerry. Um, 2019, a terrific year. And I suppose a bit like Oshie Mullen, he's revolutionized the game, just to direct running from cornerback. Ah, brilliant player. What a player. And if somebody has a forward, you would hate Morgan because he's just so on it. You know, he doesn't really, don't someone does so steady, so consistent. He just doesn't seem to have really any really bad games, you know, and uh, you know nobody really takes him to the cleaners and stuff. Tom O'Sullivan is has been class, and uh, you know he's I suppose he he follows on from the many of the great Kerry players who played in similar position over the years. Talking about Mark O'Shea, um, players like that, um, uh, John O'Keefe, as I said, and and you know. When you look at it, Kerry seemed to be able to produce these generational type cornerbacks, and uh, yeah, I'm just glad that I'm not down in the kingdom playing them week in week out in club football. Jim. Um, number three, uh, John, more than likely going to get a uh, young footballer here this year, and um, Ushi Mullen um, started so well against Conor Gallen and Lola and Final then. Conscious as class as usual. Serious year for him. Serious year, and uh, it's it's no mean feat to come into that very experienced Mayo team that's there. And um, yeah, like God, if he, if he gets the young player of the year, I think it's three boys, it's uh, three Mayo boys that's been nominated mm-hmm. for that. So yeah, like, that's impressive in its own in its own right. But yeah, seriously, seriously impressive this year so far. Uh, very quick. He's reliable. And um, what you need from a fullback, and yeah, definitely, de- definitely deserves his place in top five. Um, number two, Danny, um, I suppose when you're doing any ranking, there's usually going to be two Dublin lads at the top. Um, David Byrne, um, cornerback, a terrific man maker. Personally, for me, I don't think he gets the credit really he deserves at all. No, no. And he just gets it, again, a bit like O'Sullivan, gets on with the business of out and out defending, coming out with a ball as well. He's very good. Rarely gives away a ball as well. Um, so you by hand or by foot. So, you know, um, when you look at it, he, as you correctly said, he doesn't get the credit that he's due. And uh, how many All Irelands has he now? Um, I don't think he, he was has he f- five or six. Five or six, yeah. I'm not sure. Well, I don't think he was you know, when, yeah, and and number of uh, All Stars that he has, but I'm not sure how many All Stars he has, but. Geez, you know, he's talk about steady. If you were looking a steadier man, you wouldn't look any further than him. Then um, number one, no surprise really, done a terrific job with David Zippard last year, which is easier said than done. Michael Fitzsimon. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And um, a man that just probably run through a brick wall for you. Like I know a lot of them Dublin boys are probably singing, singing up the hymn, same hymn sheet, but he definitely deserves it. Um, very reliable. He's been around the block. He knows the score. Um, and just... It, I, it just doesn't get enough praise, probably. And it, it's always the Fentons, it's the Conor Callens and bits and pieces of this world for the Dublin boys. But no, definitely doesn't get enough praise um, for what he for the work he's put in over the years. And yeah, a great man to have about the place. And um, yeah, he definitely, definitely deserves to uh, complete our list of top five cornerbacks. And then just finally, Danny, like Fitzsimons, 
being the greatest cornerback in today's game, but the amount of time Fitzsimons has taken the marquee forward for the opposition out of the game, Killian O'Connor, Clifford, or the marquee forward, really. Yeah, um, I would I would caveat any anybody saying uh, that any of those players are key men in any generation. I'll tell you why, because different styles, different generations produces different brilliant players. Of course, of the most recent generation of player, he's you know he's phenomenal. Fitzsimmons is phenomenal. A uh, brilliant man, marker again. The testament to any defender is on any team is if you're the same man marker of the opposition's most dangerous forward, that is the tip of the hat to you as a player. So he definitely he he ticked that box, um, and he has uh, ensured uh, that he stopped the the opposition, whoever that was deemed to be, whether it was thrown over this last number of years, Donegal, um, Mayo, obviously. And there were some brilliant battles there uh, that he's had. Um, uh, but he's always seemed to, uh, you know, largely come out on top. Uh, um, so that's, that's all you can ask of your defenders. You know, he, you know the basics uh, of defending is still very much part of, of the game. And, uh, you know, getting a hand in, getting a block in, making sure they do, don't win the race to the ball, strong on the air. And how many times over the years have we said that Dun- or that Dublin could be could be weak under a high ball? And teams have tried it over the years and, you know, without feeling none of them have any, ha- had any real success um, uh, on, on a, on a sole tactic of getting caught at the edge of the score. So that's a, as much a testament to him and, and obviously the man behind him, Cluxton, as anybody else, you know. So, um, yeah, less what more can you say about the lad? That's all on uh, this week's uh, football show. Thanks for your time, lads.